has controlled the world for over 200 years. And we get to be alive at the time to see it fall. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, crucify him, crucify him. And it totally backfired when Jesus said, forgive them, as they do not know what they do. I believe that the deep state or shadow government is trying to destroy America. And that soon those involved are going to be completely exposed as America unites to destroy the deep state. I believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that the worldwide news media simply repeats 4 a.m. talking points produced by this criminal cabal and that it will soon be exposed for the entire world to see. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that George Soros is funding violent socialist groups to destroy America. And it will totally backfire as America wakes up, unites, and takes their country back. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. But that God has raised up an army of God. His remnant, his red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan and the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that the Patriots have legally established over 150,000 sealed indictments that will soon be unsealed. And finally, we'll see justice established with military tribunals. I believe that Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan, and that his victory allows all of your past present and future sins to be forgiven so that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that Obama and Hillary were exercising a 16-year plan to destroy America. And the Lord God Almighty saved us by allowing Hillary to be defeated by an anointed Donald J. Trump. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you, and I hope you'll join me and all the Blessed to Teach patriots. And let's see what God is doing today.
All right, here we are on Sunday, April 30th. Uh, welcome. We're doing Sunday Word and Worship right now. We'll be doing that for the next hour and a half or so because we're going to mix in a bunch of beautiful music into the teaching on Daniel 1. Um, we're going to be going over the work of Daniel the next few weeks. So I think you really enjoy that. If you just catch me, I usually teach here on Sundays as well as on Mondays and Thursdays. And uh, then we do, Gus and I are going through the book of John on, on Friday's Word and Worship. So hopefully that gives you an idea, but I'll be going Daniel the next couple of weeks on, again, Sunday, Mondays, and Thursdays. Mondays and Thursdays are after the show um, around 6 p.m. CST each night. We'll do the same thing we, do, we, we um, actually do uh, praise and prayer on Mondays and Thursdays where I teach right before we get that started. Uh, let's dig into this. Uh, let's uh, dig into the... Uh, teaching for today we're going to be digging in and um and in detail on daniel the whole book of daniel what's the context of it what prophets were alive at that time what's the timeline of it all that type of stuff i think you'll really find it insightful we'll be showing you maps about the babylonian um, empire at that time we'll talk about daniel's faithfulness in daniel 1 if you want to follow along i'm using the esv version but uh, again i encourage people to use different versions to get different um, takes on what God's really trying to speak to you. So we'll be digging into Daniel 1. I think you'll really enjoy that teaching. I also wanted to invite everyone to the webinar tonight at 6 p.m. CST. Um, it's one time, one or twice, once or twice a year we do this where we launch a brand new course where we take it together almost as a, as a um, community, as like a college course. It's like a four-week course. But this is a, a free webinar it's a kind of finishing up the series about um, really impacting your friends and family. We've got a unique time here. We're about ready to go through some major things. So the better you can get at actually impacting your friends and family for truth, right? That is what this is going to be called, the Impactor for Truth webinar. It's a free webinar. I think you'll really enjoy that. 6 p.m. CST. We only do this one or two times a year. Um, come to the free webinar tonight at 6 p.m. on this channel. If you're on the show note list, you'll actually get the... Uh, get get the uh, an actual invite with the webinar Zoom link. So again, that's free. Just join. Go to blessedteach.com. Blessed the number two teach.com. Get in the show notes list. You'll be able to see everything that I show you on all my shows as well as today. So get on the show note list for free at blessedteach.com. Blessed with the number two teach.com. You'll get the Zoom link as well. All right, let's get going on this. We are going to. Uh, we did make a major upgrade on the on the b2tneighborhood.com, by the way. We've rebranded it as neighborhood.social. So if you're having problems at all um, as we're going through the big upgrade, go to neighborhood.social on your laptop, right? Um, it's still B2T Neighborhood in the, in the App Store. We're trying to get through Google and the Apple. You know how that is with their censorship. So we'll hopefully get that rebranded neighborhood.social on the app as well. But that's just where it's free app, just like Facebook. Uh, you'll really enjoy that. Go to, again, neighborhood.social for that. With that, we're going to start with just praising, get our hearts right. I think we learned so much more where we're just in a, in a time of worship. Let's, let's uh, sing the Holy is the Lord. We like to take songs, though, and really make sure people see the scripture that they're highlighting. And that's what we're doing right now. And the next one um, is it going to be everlasting, Lord. This is holy is the Lord. So let's look at the scripture here. Isaiah 6, 3 it is, is emphasizing this first verse in the song. It talks about holy is the Lord God Almighty. The earth is filled with his glory. That's why Isaiah 6, 3 says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. 
In Revelations 4, 8, it's very similar. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. That's what we're celebrating this Sunday morning. Uh, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. How great and awesome is He, a second thing that this song emphasizes. That points to Nehemiah 8.10. It says, and do not be grieved. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. So, uh, Psalm 47.2. So it says, for the Lord most high is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. Again, we pick songs that you can really worship to, but also are full of scripture. The third verse in this says, and together we sing. Everyone sing. This isn't talking about just some of us sing. Everyone sings, right? <laughs> Psalm 96 says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. All the earth is going to be singing, right? We see Ephesians 5.19 talks about this as well, where it says, Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Let's sing and make melody to the Lord with our heart, singing, Holy is the Lord. We stand and lift up our hands for the joy of the Lord is our strength. We bow down and worship Him now. How great, how awesome is He. And together we
Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Everlasting God, I know Annette's not here. Usually he's here from Sweden. I have her read this one, but I'll do this. If anybody else would like to read backstage, you're welcome to come backstage, by the way. It's free. Just go to blessedteach.com, hit the backstage tab, blessed with the number two teach.com, and you can be back here on Zoom with us worshiping. It says the first part of this song talks about you are my everlasting God. Jeremiah 10 10 says, But the Lord is the true God, the living God, the everlasting King. Exodus 15 8 says the Lord reigns forever and ever now there's there's the net coming on I should have uh, I'm gonna go to a different song actually just because I want her to be able to read that one later <laughs> so let's do rattle I think you guys will love this this gets this gets everybody rolling a little bit this is the sound of a dry bones rattling this is song talks about Ezekiel 37 and this is interesting because this is right during the time of Daniel we're gonna be studying right and I prophesied there was a sound and to Behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. This was prophesied by Ezekiel during the time of Daniel about the, the, the Israel coming back together. I believe it also applies to us where, where the dead church is going to arise, right? Praise a dead man, walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out, I'm going to live again. John eleven forty four says, the man who had died came out, talking about Lazarus. Jesus said to them, unbind him, let him go. And what is that? That's resurrection power, what this song talks about too. There's another miracle here in this room. This resurrection power is in us because we're in the body of Christ. Luke 24, 36 says, as they were ta talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace to you. This is after he is resurrected, obviously, right? It's like, wow, that's a resurrection power that we have now. We also have Pentecostal fire. Talks about in verse four, uh, stirring something new. You're not going to run out of miracles anytime soon. Acts 2, 1, 3 says, When the day of Pentecost arrived, suddenly there came from a heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and divided tongues of fire rested on each of them. We have Pentecostal fire. We have resurrection power. Let's worship to rattle. Saturday was When as impossible ever stopped you Friday's disappointment is Sunday's empty tomb Since when as impossible ever stopped you This is the sound of troubles rattling This is the praise, make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of dry bones rattling. Yeah. 
wound you have been healed. I take refuge, my shield and the horn of salvation. Woo! That'll wake you up, won't it? Prophesy over these bones and listen to them, oh dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about the word of the Lord right now. That's obviously Ezekiel 37, a lot of that so that is based upon. And we'll talk a little bit about that as we dig into this. Uh, word of God in Daniel 1 and just the time frame. Understand what, what the time frame with Daniel was and understand what were the kings, what was going on in Israel and, and uh, Jude, Judah at that time, what was going on with the Syrian captivity and Babylonian captivity. Let's, let's dig into some of this right now. So if you look at Daniel 1, it says 1 in the, uh, Daniel 1, 1, in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hands and some of the vessels of the house of God. And he brought them to the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, and placed the vessels in the treasury of his God. Obviously, little g there. Then the king commanded Aspenenaz, his chief eunuch, to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and of nobility, youth without blemish, 
of good appearance and skillful in all wisdom, endowed with knowledge, understanding, learning, and competent to stand in the king's palace and to teach them the literature of the Chaldeans. The king assigned them a daily portion of food the king ate and of the wine they, they he drank. They were to be educated for three years, and at the end of that time, they were to stand before the king. Among these were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah of the tribe of Judah. And the chief of the eunuchs gave them names. Daniel called Belteshazzar, Hananiah called Shadrach, Mishael he called Meshach, and Azariah he called Abednego. So this is interesting. Let's stop there a little bit because there's a lot to unpack. If you look at that, uh, you know, the first probably thing that comes to mind is just these names. And, and why did they change his names to these? Well, they're going from names of the true God to names of the false Babylonian gods. So that's the first thing to understand that they're trying to completely assimilate them, get them to ignore their God, forget about the God of Israel, forget about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and, and start worshiping these Babylonian gods, right? And if you look at uh, the Scott questions, it does a real good job on, on questions sometimes, but it actually talks about some of these names. Each name Daniel and his friends were given carried a meaning associated with a different Babylonian deity. Abaden like uh, Ab Abedengo means servant of Nebo. <laughs> That's a god, right? Isn't that terrible? And uh, Belteshazzar, the name given to Daniel, means Bel protects his life. The god, like the god Baal, right? The meaning of the name Daniel, but though, it was God as judge, the real God, right? The suffix Daniel's name is El, which means Elohim, one of his names of God of Israel. Azariah and Hananiah carry the suffix Ayah or Yah, which also means Yahweh, the covenant of names God. So they went from godly names to these Babylonian God names. That's You can see what they're trying to do at this point in time. And if you just understand the Babylonian kingdom, it's amazing how much they took over. They took over um, as you, all of Egypt, all the way from the Red Sea to the Mediterranean Sea, even all the way down to the Persian Gulf. It's a huge kingdom. They even took up part of Turkey up here. So if, I, if you look at the current map right now, the, so they, they took over the, north, the southern part of Turkey, all of Syria, all of Iraq, all the way down to Kuwait, right, in today's world, all Israel and Jordan, all the way to Egypt. You know, again, all those major areas. So when you look at this Babylonian empire, it was huge, right? It was, uh, again, the, the Mediterranean Sea to the Red Sea to the Persian Gulf. They owned it all, the Euphrates River. And the Babylon was actually built right on the river, right here where the star is. And uh, it was a huge empire that they had built. And they had uh, engineering marvels where they built a, a, a bridge over the river, as an example. Um, and just just quite a quite a bit of stuff but you, you can see uh, when they took over they took over and if you kind of go back in history and kind of understand where we are in history I always like to dig into that a little bit I want to make sure um, um, I just want to come back before one other thing though why did why did God allow uh, obviously the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom both to be punished well he warned us he warned them in Leviticus 26, right? The punishment for disobedience. But if you will not listen to, so he talked about all the huge blessings they were gonna get if they would just obey, right? 
But uh, he also said, but if you will not listen to me and will not do these commandments, this is uh, verse 14 of Leviticus, um, if you spurn my statutes and if you so arbors my rules so that you will not do the commandments but break my covenant, and boy, did they break the covenant, right? And this goes on and on and on about everything that they did that was horrible. Uh, all the warnings came true. And, and then the end on verse 33, it says, And I will scatter you among the nations, and I will unseed the sword after you, and your land shall be desolation, and your cities will be a waste. So this is a sad point in history, obviously. But what the key point in this is, this is like it's a sad time in history right now to see Sodom and Gomorrah coming to the United States, right? Seeing transvestites all over the place. Uh, but we can his remnant's going to come through and this is what daniel's all about the remnant and 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 i if you're listening to this and you are really studying the word and you're into the word and you know the power of the lord and you know he's going to do something um you can rest assured that the remnant is going to be used in a mighty way just like he did with these guys this is why we're going to study daniel over the next couple of weeks i think you'll really enjoy the study let's dig into a little bit more about the history of this i showed you this before this is a beautiful thing this will be in the show notes so again just go to blessedteach.com and go to the go to the show notes just put your email in there right now and you'll get uh, this information t- uh, tuesday through friday right so this will come out on tuesday but you can you can we talked about all the way back to saul the first king right it was a bad king he's red right that's why it's red and then for a very short time there was a um in the northern kingdom you had his son that had a, a, a part of the northern kingdom while david was taking over the southern kingdom and eventually took over the entire kingdom right and he was he was obviously a good king it was green and then you had his son solomon who was a beautiful king early on and then in the end it did horrible things literally sacrificing his kids to Moloch to the, as an example of, of how he became so evil. So God divided the kingdom and he did promise David to, to have have a have a king. So he, they, his son Rehoboam um, actually was the southern kingdom of Judah while Jeroboam took over the northern. And you can see the sad thing about the kingdom of Israel, all 19 of them were not good, right? 18 and 19 were actually red. Jehu had a little bit of good that was done. That's, that's what shows that. So that's why, obviously, the Syrian captivity happened, right? They completely broke the covenant, completely, in the, in the king of Israel. They actually, this is where the Sumerians came through. And this is where Samaria actually did all the, they, they started building a couple huge golden calves and starting to worship on a different mountain and completely created a whole new religion, basically, that was not the... Um, that did not glorify the Lord at all. So that's why they went into Syrian captivity. And the tw- uh, and unfortunately, the 20 kings in, in Judah, only six of them were good, right? You have Asa and Asa and, and Josaphat, uh, and then you had uh, uh, Uzziah and Jotham and Hezekiah and Josiah, and we talked a little bit about this. So you're gonna see right here, Daniel, Daniel comes right here um, when the Babylonians first got control right here in, in the third year of Jehoiakim. Remember, that's what it said right here. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, right? So when we go back to this, you'll see that uh, we're right here, all the way down here. And if, to, to get a better timeline now, and, and so they, they basically, he, he allowed, the, the, the Babylonian king allowed a Judean king to, be, to happen until Zedekiah rebelled for the second time and uh, and uh, they completely destroyed the temple 
right? So to give a better timeline of that, I, it's really interesting. To, I like to I like to look at some of these timelines of the of the different prophets that were talking at different times. So they were warning. He was warning them all the time, right? So for instance, this is this blue area is, is the is the the kings of the southern kingdom, and this is the northern kingdom. So you can see God was sending, and these are the these these twelve minor prophets. You heard, hey, minor prophets in the Bible. What are they? Well, there's Jonah and Joel and Amos and Hosea and Micah, right? And then you have the major prophets, or what some people call contemporary prophets, is Isaiah. So you can see there's all kinds of prophets here warning the the northern kingdom, especially, uh, and they didn't take hold, obviously. So that's why they were given over to the Assyrians. And then later you'll see before the southern kingdom fell right here to the Babylonians, you had Zephaniah as a minor prophet, Nahum, and you had Habakkuk, and you had Obadiah, and even the major prophets were there, Jeremiah, Daniel, and Ezekiel. So you see Daniel's right here with all these other prophets um, happening. And that's why the Bible's so focused on this time of warning his people, but also giving us a guide for what happens to us when we're not walking with God, right? And you can see later um, after Daniel, and this will be the full captivity of, of uh, the 70 years uh, until Cyrus comes and takes over the Persians, take over the Babylonians, right? And that's when you get, you get other minor prophets like Haggai and Zechariah and Malachi, as well as Ezra and, and, and Nehemiah, where they rebuilt the temple and rebuilt the walls of the temple. So if that gives you a good time frame where Daniel fits in right during this Babylonian captivity, but there's a lot of other prophets God was sending to talk to both the northern and southern. And I have an awesome graphic that's kind of hard to simulate in a, in a short amount of time. Um, but we, but, but I, I wanted to just show you this and have it in the show notes. The key to this is they have this, all, all this red stuff up around here. They talk about these kingdoms around Israel and then they'll, they'll have a green part that will have be, be the kings of Judah. Yellow is the kings of Israel. And then they'll show the prophets that there's, there's a lot of prophets where there's not a book. So I, I just showed you all the books that were prophets, right? There's a lot of prophets that are talked about in the Bible that didn't have books for themselves, right? And then, then there's some prophets that kind of talk to both that talk to the Gentiles as well as will talk to the talk to the Israel and Judah. And he had prophets are specific to Israel, prophets specific to Judah. So this is a much more comprehensive look at it. I think you guys will really enjoy this if you could simulate it. I'll just kind of review it real quickly. But you had Solomon who we talked about right here all the way back in 940 BC, right? And a divided kingdom happened where his son came down here into the southern kingdom. And this is the northern kingdom. And here's all these other prophets that the Bible talks about that don't have a specific book. Shemaiah, Ido, we got Azariah, we got Odio, we got, you got uh, Jehu, um, we got, um, we got Elijah, all these, and probably the most, two most famous is Elijah and Elisha, right? Remember when we, this the beautiful, where he comes up to heaven and he's going to come caught fire on a mountainside. You have Elisha who took over double portion of Elijah's uh, and, and actually uh, has a beautiful scripture there where, where his servants opens the eyes and sees there's more with us than there is against us, right? Where he opened the eyes of his servant, you just see all these chariots of fire, right? So beautiful type of things. Uh, but again, there's not books on those because they're, they're written in different, the different books of the Bible. I can see the kings of Syria, Syria got, started coming to power right here, right here in, in uh, between 80 and 890 BC. So as you start moving on in time, again, where you have all the bad uh, kings here in the north, and you only have a few good kings, like Asa was really good, Shephat was good, and you know, back, back if you go back to this and you see 
the, the, the good and bad kings. Let's see if I can find that real quick. There it is. So again, these six good kings, right? You had Asa as well as Josephat, it was good, Uzziah, Joham, uh, Hezekiah, jo Joshua. But remember, M M Manasseh, we, we talked about this, Manasseh was just horrible, worse than all the other kingdoms before. That's when God said that he, he gave up on the southern kingdom, how evil they were. And it's just really sad when you when you look at that. But that is, that, that's where you see um, all these all these things going on. But now here you got Jonah comes in as one of the prophets to the nations. Right, and then you had Amos and Hosea and Micah and Isaiah, and then the Syrian captivity happened here, and you can just see how um, the gods was sending prophets right and left all the time, and this kind of continues the timeline. So now you go all the way over here at 680 BC, and Manasseh was this horrible, horrible king, who who did he was he was sacrificing his kids, and he was encouraging. Um, every god you can imagine it was worse than Sodom and Gomorrah it was worse than all the other nations that they replaced that's when they lost it but now fortunately Josiah was was good and um, Assyrians tried to take over the captivity we talked about that in one of the teachings and and failed right and you can see all these different prophets are sent here Jeremiah and Nahum and Joel prophet to the nation was Nahum while well, obviously, these were the southern kingdom prophets of Jeremiah and Daniel and Obadiah and Ezekiel. So you can see this is that time of Daniel. It gives you a good feel for this. Of the 70 years of captivity all the way in this third year of Joachim that we just talked about. And then there was a couple other kings until finally they rebelled and were completely taken over by who? Nebuchadnezzar. So this is the Nebuchadnezzar king right here. Right? And later you'll see... Uh, the, this, this Babylonian Empire takes over the captivity for 70 years, but then we know uh, with the writing, handwriting on the wall, remember that? That's where you see Cyrus, the king of Persia, actually takes over. And this was Isaiah 45. People take, talked about Trump being uh, like the Isaiah 45. Uh, he wasn't a, he wasn't a, a uh, Jew. He wasn't a believer, but he was used by God in a mighty way. And Isaiah 45 and, and Trump being 45, right? But that's where you have uh, when, when Cyrus came and took and, and the fall of Babylon happened. And they, so now the Assyrians take over. And this is where you then all, all get rebuilding of the temple between um, uh, obviously Nehemiah and, uh, and Ezra and, and all that type. But we've, we studied that all last year. So now we're going to be studying right here, Daniel going through these 70 years of captivity and showing us how in this terrible time we can be used and his remnant was restored while for Ezekiel remember 37 that we just talked we sung about it the dead the dead bones rising right it was talking about they're going to rise and the temple was going to be rebuilt and they and the remnant was going to come back that were actually had their hearts right with God what a beautiful symbol and so that's what's going to happen, I believe, in, 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 and we talk about uh, all the way back to the Exodus, the, the, the second Exodus or the great Exodus that Julie Green and Timothy Dixon and all those people talk about. So we can be the remnant during this time of Babylonian captivity, if you will, the Babylonian gods trying to take over our nation. And so with that, we're going to kind of just continue to worship this Lord. And uh, Annette, if you wouldn't mind reading this, this is, this is an everlasting God. I know this is one of your favorite songs. And so we are going to just worship for a couple more songs and come back to the next part of Daniel 1. Yes. You are my everlasting God. 
But the Lord is the true God, the living God, everlasting King, Jeremiah 10.10. The Lord reigns forever and ever, Exodus 15.18. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being, Ephesians 3:16b. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, Colossians 1:11. Our hope, our strong deliverer and comforter in need. Trust in the Lord forever the Lord God is an everlasting rock, Isaiah 26, 4. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, Psalm 147, 3. I have loved you with an everlasting love, Jeremiah 31, 3. He's an everlasting God that actually loves us, even in captivity. Let's worship Him.
trust in the Lord forever. The Lord God is an everlasting rock. Everlasting love, Jeremiah 31.3. I love how they put that just like the eagle arising. Now, sometimes people are getting depressed and they're talking about losing hope because this is taking so long here, the restoration of America. But guys, this is not the time to do that. We live by faith and not by sight. And so when things are even bad, we can still do what? We can raise a hallelujah. What's a hallelujah mean? It, it's, a, it's actually... A joyous praise in song is hallelujah. It's a compound word, the first part of it. A joyous praise in song. And Jah refers to Yahweh God. You put it together as we joyfully praise God in song. This is what we do when maybe we don't have enough faith at this moment in time, right? And we rebuild it by just doing this. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Psalm 95.1. And it talks about in the presence of our enemies, Psalm 23, 5, is God actually says, you prepare a table before me. God is preparing this for us, right? In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overfloweth. And what's our weapon? It's a melody. He, and as you look at two chronicles, he put the army in front of, I mean, the, the, the praise band in front of the army. People with shofars, people blowing their horns, right? He appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire as they went before the army. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against them who had come against Judah so that they were routed. They all helped to destroy one another. That's what's going to happen to us in our time. They're going to start destroying one another, I believe. Heaven comes to fight for me. That's, what, that's what's going to do if we just stay, stay firm with our faith. You shall not fear them. For it is the Lord your God who fights for you. That's Deuteronomy 3.22. Let's keep faith, not lose hope. And whenever we just lose any hope at all, let's just raise a hallelujah. 
table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. Love this. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against them.
you know, one thing I like to, to do that I failed to do, I pray before with my backstagers before I come live, but sometimes uh, it's good to make sure we're doing that. Um, should have done that at the beginning uh, before we hit Daniel 1 there, but uh, we're in the middle of Daniel 1. We're going to continue here. But I just want to lift this up real quick. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for the privilege of being able to worship you with these beautiful songs and or match to Scripture and the lyrics there. Thank you for that. And thank you, Lord, for the, your Word of God especially to guide us, to let us know that even in captivity, Lord, that we can be a remnant. We can serve you. We're not going to move to the Babylonian gods, and we're not going to move into fear. We're going to stay in faith. We're not going to live by sight. We're not going to live in fear. We're going to live by faith in you. And uh, thank you for the, this example of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that we're going to st study in detail here in Daniel, and Daniel as well. Uh, may we be the remnant in this time when the Babylonian gods, the Roman type gods try to take over this, these our various nations. And Lord, we call them down in the mighty name of Jesus. And we call in your remnant to take over possessions of your land as we experience this great awakening, this great exodus and this great harvest. Use us in the great harvest, Lord. We say these things in the name of Jesus, amen. And I'm gonna continue in Daniel here where we dig into just that, where we talk about the second part of this chapter which is Daniel's faithfulness but Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank obviously they the king was eating this food so they obviously had 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 uh, brought it up to the idols and then he gave what was left over right they gave it to these other the, the, these other 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 uh, leaders that are, are being trained up and uh, so that so that, I think that was a main thing. There's a lot of arguments of whether this is a vegetarian diet, or if this is. Uh, and so we'll talk about that in a little bit. But again, uh, a Jewish Jewish law clearly showed that they ate meat, right? They just stayed away from the kosher diet, stays away from pork and stuff like that. But they ate all kinds of meat, and they also drank wine, obviously, with Jesus turning water into wine, etc. So I think this is more setting them apart from the, the Babylonian ways and making sure they're not going to the their, 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 their ungodly names to their names. They're keeping their identity, right? I think is what they're doing. Therefore, he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. So this is more about defiling than it is the specific diet, okay? Not that vegetables are bad, but, uh, but I do not think this is advocating a, a vegetarian diet. One way we, I know that is because Daniel 10.3, a little later, says, I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine entered my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all for a full three weeks. So he was, he was basically doing a fast from those stuff, right, in Daniel 10.3. So I hope anybody uh, understands there's a, there's a the big Daniel diet going out. There's a lot of other things going out there, uh, pushing vegetarian and meat's bad. I think that is totally incorrect, right, from a Jewish law perspective. From what Daniel was doing in not that three weeks, obviously he he was probably eating meat and drinking wine. Obviously, that was not that I would guess it was not dedicated to the idols, right? He's probably found more ways to not defile himself with that, right? So this is more just trying not to be defiled, and probably what they had had available were vegetables, right? So I just want to not to not to take uh, those of you who want to be in a vegetarian feel, feel feel God is leading you that that's fine, but that is not what this is teaching. This is teaching not to defile yourself with food, if that makes sense, right? And God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief of the eunuchs. And this is the most important thing. He, it was God giving Daniel favor. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord, the king, who assigned your food and drink. 
for why should he see that you were in worse condition than in youths who are of your own age? So you would endanger my head with the king. And Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had assigned over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, as well as Azariah, test your servants for 10 days. Let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance and your appearance of the youths who eat the king's food be observed by you and deal with the servants according to what you see. So he listened to them in this matter and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, it was seen that they were better in appearance and fatter in flesh than the youths who ate the king's food. So the steward took away their food and the wine and they were to drink and gave them vegetables. So again, um, well, who did that? That was the Lord God Almighty saying, thanks for not devouring myself. I'm going to make you healthy, right? We even talk about uh, we, we, even some of the scriptures that in my new memory verses. If you're, if you're following me on BibleMemory.com and go to Bless to Teach, it's with a T-O this time because I hadn't changed to the two as my, uh, I remember the website's blessed with the number two teach.com. But uh, if you go to BibleMemory.com, there's a group called Blessed to Teach with a T-O. And there's, and one of the memory verses uh, is, is it talks just about that, that if you worship the Lord your God, he will bless your food and your water, right? So no matter what you're eating, that's why we should be, when you're praying beforehand, make sure that you're praying um, in the, in, uh, before, over your food, right? And especially with what the cabal's doing to our food, right? The dwarf wheat that I've talked quite a bit about, that what they're doing with GMOs, uh, what they're doing with even the latest that just came out last week with Bill Gates and putting these chemicals on our vegetables or our fruits. So make sure you pray over your food. That's a very important thing to, to do. I'm just gonna make one adjustment here. Um, and we'll get into this in a second. Okay, all right. So here we are on and gave them and so so now it goes and as the as it for these four use god gave them learning and skill and all literature and wisdom and daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams so this is beautiful this is part of those spiritual gifts we talk about in one corinthians right where uh 12 where we have these manifestation gifts and so you can have some of these gifts and it, obviously the 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 words of wisdom, the word of knowledge, obviously coming on these men. At the end of the time, when the king had commanded that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Another gift, obviously, Daniel talks about here is visions and dreams, and that's obviously associated with the office of a prophet. But also, you can get, you could have a gift of prophecy that's not necessarily the, the office of a prophet, right? So um, these are things I think are active now, and it's important for us to know that these gifts of wisdom and knowledge and faith and prophecy are all gifts you can have now, and God's gonna, God's using them. You see it coming through so many more prophetic visions and dreams that are people are having the resistance chicks uh, uh, um, uh, robin bullock julie green amanda grace so many timothy dixon they're all getting visions and 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 uh, god will speak to you if you ask you got to ask for these gifts right that's why part of our training that we'll be doing um, again at the webinar um, on uh, tonight at 6 p.m cst that webinar we're going to talk about those gifts and how important that is as part of what you need to do to become an impactor for christ how do you how do you ask for those gifts? How, what gifts do you have already? Those are all going to be important important things that we talk about. Now in this, so when the king spoke with them, and among all of them, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, 
Mishael, and so for Azariah. So there they are, uh, using the godly names, right? Therefore, they stood before the king. And in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king inquired of them, they, he found them ten times better than all the musicians and enchanters that were in all his kingdom. And Daniel was there until the first year of King Cyrus. So this is amazing. So the first chapter shows that this is during the entire captivity, right? So this is, as we go through all 12 chapters of Daniel, it's going to talk about the upcoming kingdoms right after that. And it's going to also talk about the kingdom of God. It's going to talk about all kinds of visions that Daniel gets about the future. And uh, including today, I believe. And so we'll be digging into that the next 12 chapters here over the next few weeks. Again, when I teach on, which primarily is going to be Monday, um, Thursday, and Sundays, right? And Fridays, remember, Gus and I dig into the book of John and Word and Worship. So uh, that's when we're going to be going over this. So this is a beautiful, beautiful look at this. I think I had one more chapter, one more thing I wanted to look at here. Um, yeah, this is this is another thing I wanted to show. Um, the last thing is when when you look at these envoys from Babylon. This is all the way back. This was a good king, by the way. He's talking about Hezekiah. So remember, I was talking about how he was a he was a good king. Right here, you see Hezekiah right here, and he reigned for quite a while. If you go back and look at this, um, it was bef it was uh, before the horrible Manasseh. You can see uh, so Hezekiah, as good as he was. His son became the most evil ever, right? But at least he was, he was, he, but he made, a, he made a major mistake. So Hezekiah made a major mistake. I just wanted to kind of show you this. And this was back almost 100 years, because you can see here 715 BC, right? And then we know that Babylonians took over way down here. And uh, where the Babylonians took over right here all the way in like 5986 BC. So 586, and so now we're talking... Uh, over over 100 years, right? So over over 100 years beforehand, what happened? That that what did Hezekiah make a mistake? This is why it talks about the, when we live and make decisions, it can affect our grandkids, our great grandkids, right? So uh, it's real important that we just worship the Lord and be with Him, and don't make these major mistakes like Hezekiah made. What mistake did he make? Well, what he did is he instead of instead of trusting in God, he took an envoy from Babylonian. This was and this was before the Babylonian Empire really became strong. If I come go back to this again, right? Yeah, Syria was strong here. King of Damascus was here. And the Babylonian Empire really didn't get really strong. You could to tell 626 BC, over hundred years later. So but uh, but he he took so a hundred years before um, um, the Babylonian Empire really even became really strong and started taking over things. What does Hezekiah do? He brings in and shows him all the gold and silver of the entire temple. It says, at that time, Medek Baladan, the son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent envoy, envoys with letters to, the pre, to present to Hezekiah, for he heard of the, he had been sick and had recovered. And Hezekiah welcomed them gladly. So he welcomed them, which is probably not bad, but, and then he showed them his treasure house, the silver, the gold, the spices, the precious oil, the whole armory, and all that was found in the storehouses. There was nothing in his house or in all the realm that Hezekiah did not show. Can you imagine that? He showed them everything that, the, that they had built for centuries, right? And that is just uh, really sad when you, when you see that. I don't know why I can't get, there it is. 
So the the uh, then Isaiah, then Isaiah the prophet came to King Hezekiah and said to them, and again this is Isaiah 39. He said, "What have you, they seen in your house?" Hezekiah answered, "They have seen all that is in my house. There is nothing in my storehouses that I did not show them." So is that a good idea to be doing that? You know, to basically non-godly people. And then. Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the words from the Lord of hosts. Behold, the days are coming when all that is in your house and that which your fathers have stored up till this day shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. And some of your own sons who will come from you, whom you will father, shall be taken away and they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. And Hezekiah said to Isaiah, The word of the Lord that you have spoken is good. For he thought, there will be peace and security in my days. <laughs> kind of selfish. We need to be thinking of our kids and grandkids sometimes, right? I think that was a major thing I really got out of this. I thought it was just really interesting. I you just look at the full history of this and uh, where Daniel's set. So that's Daniel 1, where we really get into understanding where this takes place, how important this is as a message, as we are in captivity right now, obviously, to the elites that have taken over all seven mountains of cultural influence across almost every nation. They are now literally uh, poisoning our food. Just to think about this, like the king of Babylon uh, was, was, uh, he was, was pushing his food up to idols, right? The wine and the food probably up to idols. And so, so this is a time when we need to be like Daniel, like Meshach, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Bendigo, right? We need, to, we, need, we need to dedicate ourselves away from the ungodly things, the worldly things, right? And what do we need to dedicate it to? To the Lord God Almighty. And keep living in faith, not sight. Faith, not fear. And we can do amazing things. And that's why we're going to continue to worship here. And we're going to get into one of my favorite songs. It's Graves of Gar the Gardens. And I don't know, uh, Charlotte, if you can read this one or not. This is... Uh, this is a beautiful song that really celebrates sure. for God's power. Go ahead. Praise God. Lord, there is nothing better than you. You're the only one who can. That you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. Exodus 8.10 I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Philippians 3.8 you turn mourning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. Psalm 3011. To give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. Isaiah 61.3. You turn bones into armies. So I prophesied and behold a rattling and the bones came together and the breath came into them and they lived and stood on their feet an exceeding great army ezekiel 37 7 through 10. and the next verse you turn seas into highways Amen. moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the lord drove the sea back and the people of israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground exodus 14 21 22. all right we're about ready to go to the great exodus i believe the second exodus as timothy dixon would say so it's time to understand the power of god who can turn graves into gardens 
may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. Is that not true? All right, we're going to go into more of a Q&A or just people sharing backstage what they'd like to share. If you have anything online as well on Rumble Rants, you can go to the, the online chat there from your phone. I see some people saying, praise the Lord most high. Glory says, for justice says, hallelujah. Gracious, good morning, Christian patriots. I uh, see that on Rumble Rants. We say, uh, good morning from Tennessee and Florida and Washington State uh, from from from. Uh, from uh, Facebook, um, but love to just understand how maybe this teaching has affected you. What you or any questions you have, or just anything you would like to share about what God's doing in your life. That's kind of what we like to do near the end of this broadcast. Again, you can share on Rumble Rants and Facebook as well as uh, Backstage here. By the way, you can join Backstage for free. It's just blessedteach.com. It's something that people paid seventeen seventy six a month for years. And uh, we moved it to a pay-forward model. So because of the people that are paying forward, you can join absolutely free of charge. And just go to blessedteach.com and you can create your account. You can be backstage here in the next two minutes. It just takes a couple minutes to create your account. I'd love to have you join us. You don't have to have your camera on, uh, but it is cool when people have their camera on and, 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 and just worship. So thank you for Charlotte and Annette and Chris and Linda for just uh, having their cameras on and worshiping with us. That's uh, kind of cool. There's a lot of other people backstage. Oh, they're just just wanting to be back here and be able to chat with uh, backstagers and be part of this awesome community. So does anybody have any thoughts about the teaching or anything they want to share about uh, today's teaching on Daniel 1 and, and their Babylonian captivity? Not, not a huge deal. deal. I, I like it if people understood and are, are good with their teachings. But... <laughs> So let's, let's flip it more to what, what is God doing in your guys' life? I would like to, we do this uh, on, we have a praise report area or just a time, but people want to share what's going I, on in people's life. Go ahead, Annette. I have something. Yeah. Okay. I think this is a great way that you are uh, teaching because you are comparing the world as it is to, today mm -hmm. as it was then, you know. They connect with each other. And in that way that we have the cabal and we have i mean different gods and everything you are connecting them and relate them to what's happening today okay mm -hmm. yeah. yeah that's what i think is a great teaching because we can relate to that more mm -hmm. yeah i appreciate that yeah that's big i think that's a big awesome thing that we can just understand that's how awesome god's word is right um, talk about it being the double-edged sword that comes down and so and, and it really has to touch our our spirits and our soul in order to first to apply it to today right so let's apply apply the, any any uh, teaching of the word of god to what's going on to today i think it's an important part and and uh, don't just take what my word for it right what's god applying it to your specific life right so i'm doing it from the overall the the cabal but hey uh keep keep being Keep keep uh, applying it to your specific life because I think, uh, uh, for instance, I think the the spirit the the gifts of the spirit is another example of where God's going to be doing that. We'll be talking about again at six o'clock tonight during the Impactor series where we're the free the free webinar where we'll be talking about how um, you can really become an Impactor during this time. It's a kind of a unique window of opportunity because of what's going to be happening, right? To prepare yourself to be used by Lord and understand your spiritual gift, understand. 
how to speak about some things really clearly to family members, and most importantly, how to bond with them, how to use your authority in Christ to pray for them. I, oh, I do see some uh, hands up. Uh, so, Tammy, go ahead. Good morning, Rick. Thank you, everybody, and what a wonderful teaching. And thank you for this powerful reminder that even though we feel like we're in the furnace, probably, with <laughs> the circumstances of life, we feel the flames all around us. We feel like maybe sometimes there's just no way out. We can remember and thank the good Lord for examples like this, where in the middle of the fire, yeah. Jesus is standing beside us. There's nothing we're going through that he hasn't already been there and withstood for us, before us and with us. And every time I get weary, how this impacts my life is it reminds me that all I have to do is I can be free in a second. How do I become free? Just turn my eyes from what I'm seeing in front of me up. Amen. And that's where our Heavenly Father is. Yes. Right. And I'm instantly free. Mm -hmm. yes. Thanks, Tammy. I love it. And that just reminded me that uh, Tammy's one of our many leaders that are doing um, groups uh, during the time um, that were not live here Monday through Friday and then on Sunday, right? And uh, so we have a bunch of groups as part of the neighborhood.social that I was talking about earlier. And uh, if you just type in neighborhood.social, you can download it on your phone as well. Um, it's B2T neighborhood there until we get the rebranding done. But uh, this is neighborhood.social. It's a Christian impactor platform. And if you go to groups, there's all kinds of groups that meet these B2T Zoom, these active groups here, where you can see Wednesday at 11 o'clock. Uh, there's noon on Tuesday. We have one in intimacy of the Holy Spirit. God Squad's on the one that's 11. And, and these are all CST times. Um, PCR happens Tuesday after our show, as well as Thursday at 11 a.m. And you got Sunday right here, right after this, right? This is noon CST, right after this show, um, right after this uh, broadcast, I should say. Um, you have growing in the fruit of the spirit that happens. And then Friday at 3 p.m., you have Courts of Heaven. Gloria leads that. That's awesome. Prayer, share, care. And later today at 3 p.m. CST, um, you have Prayer, share, care too. I think uh, Loris and Tammy are, are, are tag teaming on this one, I believe. And then you have uh, Wednesday nights. This is where Gus teaches Bible study, but we also do training on how to use the, the, the neighborhood and how to create, create new groups. And then Here's Truth Connectors. This this is run by Tammy. It's a, one of the initial groups, a, fit, a, a safe place to talk noon on CST. So encourage you to get involved in this ministry and just get with other Christian patriots. That's the key to this. And so that's available, again, free of charge. Just go to neighborhood.social. I think you'll really enjoy that platform and we'll be able to gauge with other Christian patriots. But uh, does anybody have anything else before we go to another song and... and uh, wrap this up i know it's been a beautiful hour and a half for me i love teaching because i that's why that's where the blessed teach name comes from i talk about it all the time right is uh i get blessed because i i got to go look at all those graphics and understand and understand and before i teach it right and that just blesses me because i just understand the bible i understand god's heart what he's doing here and why he did all this it's just beautiful for me um, but anybody else would like to share before we move to another song uh, it's beautiful. This, this last song is about shouting to the Lord. 
All right, let's move to that. And uh, again, join us tonight, 6 p.m. CST, um, for the free webinar on impacting other Christ, uh, your others for Christ, right? Impacting for truth, uh, your friends and family. This is the time to really get good at it, understanding how God wants to use you in the great harvest, right? Uh, beautiful uh, uh, sem- uh, webinar here at at uh, 6 p.m. CST tonight on Sunday night. With that, let's shout to the Lord. Um, this is talking about no matter what's going on in our lives, we should be doing what? Shout to the Lord. All the earth, let us sing again. Psalm 47.1. Clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to the Lord with loud songs of joy. So you don't have to be soft. You can be loud. <laughs> Mountains bow down and the seas will roar. The sound of your name. This is that God. This reminds me back a little bit some of the prophetic words we're getting. This talks about shout this cabal down, right? Uh, and, and also just worship him and call in the remnant, right? And Psalm 66, 4 says, All the earth worship you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Philippians 2, 10 says, So that... All at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and earth and under the earth. And that's who we pray in the authority of Christ. We talk about that, the name above all names. My comfort and my shelter, who, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. So let's just take comfort in him because he's our tower of refuge and strength according to the fourth verse of this song, right? Psalm 61, 2, B3 says, Lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. So no matter who's in our government, no matter who's in the, the seven mountains of culture influence, right? Uh, what do we do? We shout to the Lord. We take refuge in him. And what's going to end up happening is the mountains are going to bow down and the seas are going to roar at the sound of his name. We can shout to the Lord. Yeah.
All right. So I appreciate you guys joining us here this Sunday morning for Word and Worship. Hopefully uh, just get your heart right as we learn and able to do that. Um, we are going to move uh, again to doing this every Sunday that we can. I do have a trip to Israel, so we'll have to uh, figure out what we're going to do during that time and have um, the Miami trip coming up where I'll be in... Um, We'll be with the, the at the Trump Doral for the Reawaken tour, and also have a have a weekend in Mount Rushmore where we'll be doing the Open the Heavens with uh, Mary Crowley. In fact, I'll just show that real quick because that's a pretty cool event coming up. If you go to MaryCrowley.com, Mary M-E-R-I Crowley C-R-U-L-E-Y.com, you'll see this event. Love to have anybody come to see the, the heavens be open. As we will be, I'll be, I'll be speaking there as well as one of the guests. But we got Wano Savin and S. Genon as well as Mary. So some beautiful people, Manuel Johnson, Stella, Manuel, just many people. Um, if you can come to come there on June second and third, again it's Rapid City, South Dakota. Um, I think it's about a half hour from Mount Rushmore. So we're going to be on the fourth, going to be taking a trip down into Mount Rushmore. And so it's on four 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 Mount Rushmore Road in Rapid City, South Dakota. Again, Friday night, Saturday uh, as well. I think you guys will really enjoy that. Again, you can um, also um, get tickets, again, at marycrowley.com. There's uh, VIP tickets where you get some time with all the speakers as well um, that I think you'll enjoy. I think Friday night is free youth event, but you get better seats if you just get the weekend pass. Uh, I think you guys really enjoy that. It's a beautiful theater, by the way, the, Mo the Monument Fine Arts Theater. A beautiful but. Hey, join us at six o'clock to, to this this uh, today. The the again tonight. It's, a, it's a, we only do this once or twice a year where we launch a, a new course to, together. Take it almost like a college course. We're gonna do it for four weeks, so we'll all be, be done before I head out to Israel. And um, again, it's gonna be live training as well as online self-paced training built for easy people, busy people. But this is a unique window of opportunity. I keep talking about because it's the the great exodus is about ready to come, right? For you to get really good at understanding what your spiritual gifts are, how you can bond with your friends and family, what your personality type is, what theirs are, and then also be able to um, be get really good about talking about Operation Mockingbird and other things that can wake people up to the truth, and also the reliability of the Bible, the authority of Christ. So many things that you need to understand and, and get ready for, um, and this can be really efficient use of time. I think you guys really enjoy that. Join me at 6 p.m. CST. Again, you get a. I'll be sending out a Zoom invite in about an hour beforehand, uh, and to get on that, you just need to get on the show notes list. So you want everything I've shown you tonight, as well as everything I show you every show. Just go to blessedteach.com, blessed number two teach.com, and make sure you're on that that tab. I'm, I'm sorry that you're on the show notes list, so you'll be able to get everything, including the Zoom link for tonight at 6 p.m. CST. All right, hey, with that. Um, we're going to wrap her up and say thank you so much. I'm going to say a quick prayer and then have the uh, have the backstagers unmute and say goodbye. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for Daniel 1 and just all the other um, timeline and prophetic words that we see around that and what was going on. I know you, you, you spent so much time on that. You sent prophets and, and recorded them in books for us to understand uh, in detail what happened during this time before the Assyrian captivity, before the Babylonian captivity. So I know you want us to learn how to apply that personally to us right now, Lord. So we pray that, that each person will come to understand exactly how you want to apply it. 
despite that captivity, despite them wanting to move to foreign gods and change them, change their names and assimilate them into a culture of depravity, of paganism, these men stayed firm. They, they did not defile themselves. They stayed pure. They became part of the remnant, which ended up being like Ezekiel 37 talked about. The dry bones of Israel actually came back to life. The temple was rebuilt. The walls were rebuilt. And eventually, it, the stage was set for our Lord and Savior Jesus to become resurrected and for us and become our high priest. Lord, thank you for all these teachings that you have in the Word of God. May we apply those to, to ourselves. May we use your Word of God as a double-edged sword that you talk about. So we put on our armor of God that you talk about. That uh, therefore put on the full armor of God, you tell us in Ephesians 6. And you say, uh, when the, and when the, the day of evil comes, you'll be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything to stand. Therefore put on your belt of truth, buckled around your waist, with a great breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take your sword, your shield of faith, which will sting us all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take your helmet of salvation and your sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. But you don't even end there. You say, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And with this, this in mind, be alert and always be praying for all the Lord's people. So, Lord, we lift up all the Lord's people and everyone listening to my voice right now. Use us in a mighty way for your kingdom. Use us as the remnant. Allow us to be focused on you and the kingdom that can't be shaken versus the world. We're going to stay in faith, not fear. We're going to stay in faith, not sight. Lord, we just commit ourselves to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Um, Amen. All right. We love you guys so much. Can't wait to see you yeah. on Monday night for praise and, pr praise and prayer after the show as well. So if, yeah. everybody, if all the backstage wouldn't mind unmuting and saying goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Yeah. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. You too. Goodbye. Good Happy weekend. Yeah. All right. God bless. Talk to you yeah. soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.